and I really wanted to play on the Snoopy bounce house, just having had surgery. Uh, but I just remember strolling right past it, and that was like the greatest want in my heart was to play on that Snoopy bounce house. All these other kids were having fun, and I was just like, what? All the other kids are there. Wait, I'm a kid. Why can't I do the thing? I want to do the kid thing. I want to do the kid thing. No, not allowed. It's a clubhouse. No <laughs> girls allowed. It was at this point I learned how to mix, properly mix a whiskey and Coke. How are you so late in life diagnosed with ADD, being <laughs> hung up on details that just aren't important at the time? Well, don't be using your science in here. <laughs> so anyway, that's how I went so long. That's, that's for how... my daughter, the important one. They're using up all the science on her, all that science magic with all the witches standing around the cauldron. They're doing that all for her. They're going to keep her going. They're going to keep her going. Like, if you wanted to commit a murder and transport some bodies, this is the van. I imagine it involved a lot of the devil's dandruff, some friends going, I got this, bro. Let's go. Let's go. People are disgusting and sick. And thank you for listening. You're our kind of people. I'd like to properly introduce our podcast now that we've decided on a name, and I'm going to edit it later when the attorney calls me back and tells me whether or not we can actually say it, uh, but we are officially going to be calling ourselves Sandra. Pessimism and Pop-Tarts. That's right. That's right. And if the attorney says we can't use Pop-Tarts due to trademarking or whatever, um, then we are going to name it Pessimism and Toaster Pastries, because there's nothing more pessimistic and depressing than off-brand Pop-Tarts, so it may actually be more fitting, but that's all right. <laughs> Anyhow, so today is, we are, this is technically, this is episode two, technically, right? In the order we're really releasing, okay, according to our show notes here, because we've totally recorded them all in order. It's not like we've already recorded a bunch of these other ones already and are now going back in time. So if you notice the audio quality going up or down, that's a, a measure of my sloth, not necessarily that we recorded these out of order, which we also totally did. And I slowly started figuring out what I was doing wrong to start with. Besides this fact that my voice is terrible and no amount of editing can fix that. Are you kidding me? Those buttery vocals? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <clears throat> Just getting over having RSV here. <laughs> like I tried recording an episode on my other podcast and I'm like, hi, and welcome to a random history podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It was lovely. Sadly, that was better than the content because, you know, I do not make a good history professor, I guess. <sighs> anyway, so today we're going to talk about how disease causes disease. Dis <laughs> <laughs> it's not a crack house. It's a crack home. That's right. We should get a welcome mat that says that. That says come back with a warrant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably fair. <laughs> if you don't have a warrant, don't bother to knock. Uh, yeah, I think that's legit. I think that's legit. So you guys kind of got a, a, a hang of things in our Grand Haven episode. Um, but that was kind of, you know, after the fact, kind of, you know, kind of picking up the story in the middle. And that's not nearly as fun. And uh, the next episode, number three, which is We Are Family, which not that we've already totally recorded this and we're doing this out of order, which is a four part episode. Holy balls. Did we talk forever? And not enough, apparently. No, we didn't even like get through like <laughs> half the people. We barely got through the main characters. We just we just got like so hung up on uh, who who was who was doing what, and uh, we'd um, we'd get distracted with our own stories. Like, oh, I got I got to say this real quick, and then it's just like, well, we'll just come back to this person. 
So are you telling me attention deficit disorder is not helpful when recording a podcast? It's not. No. It's really not. No, not right now because we're doing like a serial podcast. Maybe later on when we were a little bit more just bullshitting freely and, and topical. But yeah, right now it's kind of a problem. Eh, I feel fine with it. So anyhow, with our, with our wonderful episode here, we're going to start by setting the scene. And this is going to be before the troubles started. Not to be confused with the Irish troubles, of course. That was terrible and yada, yada, yada. But ours are still troubling nonetheless. Uh, so I have to tell you that we had a perfect leave it to Beaver home prior to Sandra being born. Everything was perfect. She wrecked everything in 89. You know, people start getting crazy. The Berlin Wall comes down. Sandra wrecks our family. You know, it all kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, mom stayed at home. She didn't work. Kinda. I mean, once in a while she went to work at this place called The Galleon where she was a waitress. Called The Galleon. Yeah, I mean, because sometimes... But dad had, you know, at this point beaten his... Uh, um, the devil's dandruff problem he had going on. Uh-huh. So he had, he had beaten that, you know. Um, sure, he lost the first round, but he came back and knocked that addiction out um, because he took a look and said... I think child support would be expensive on three kids. They did the only thing that you can do to repair a marriage after some serious discord. Uh, they had some more kids. So they had Christina intentionally, I think, because they wanted a girl. They got Christina, and then Christina was born, and apparently mom had just gotten healed up, and, they're, and dad's like, I'm going to knock this bitch up again. <laughs> so... Here comes Sandra, uh, as has already been referred to as an oops daisy and she, she arrived. Now, uh, I, I will say that I know that, like, um, when, when mom was pregnant with Sandra, like, I guess they knew that there was problems. And I said they knew because, like, I was six, so I'm not saying I didn't give a shit, but I was very concerned about what prize I was going to get in the bottom of the off-brand generic Frosted Flakes to really care. But Sandra, I guess they, they knew there was going to be some problems. Specifically, you're going to have holes in your kidneys and such, like Swiss cheese and shit. Uh-huh. So, oh, wait, wait, wait. I totally forgot. My bad. Um, where, where's the button? Oh, I can't even find it. I guess it's not even that important. Oh, there it is. Uh, like Swiss cheese and... Yeah, because at this point, we sh really should just say we've given up on censoring. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, but my mom decided, you know, she's going to have that kid, you know, they're going to give her all the love in the world she can take up until she passes from this world into these waiting arms of our Lord. Bitch still here. She don't get a clue. But anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> so Sandra was born in, in, in March of 89. And uh, I'm telling you this, even though it's Sandra's story, because she don't remember shit. I do not. You know. Plus, she's so humble. She hates talking about herself. Yeah, it's weird. I leisurely strolled into this world, improving everyone's lives, including the one before me. Is is that right? Is that what you were doing? Were you improving lives? Saving lives, Ryan. You were saving lives? I was saving lives. I was letting people use my story as a stepping stone in their career. Doctors, nurses, so many people have told me, oh my gosh, I remember you when you were a baby. I was a resident, I was a nurse, I was a this, I was a that. 
Ugh, and just look at you now. You're... You're such an amazing story. I can tell. Tell me more, little Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're responsible people. Um, I don't swear. So... Anyhow, Fuck you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, so she she was born and um, we kind of knew it was fucked um, because like dad actually went to the hospital and like we knew about it. Like, all right, so check this out. Like, this is how I found out Christina was born. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I've, I've never heard these stories, so please. So David and I, again, it's my, my little brother, you'll hear more about him in the next episode. We totally haven't already recorded. And he was sleeping on the bottom bunk, I think at this point. Yeah. The bottom bunk, because I had to sleep on the top bunk, even though I wanted the bottom bunk, but I didn't want the bottom bunk because it was more comfortable. I know this is unrelated, but anyway, but because he is an idiot and rolls around in his sleep, trying to get more comfy and burrow into the blankets or something. And he would just fall off the bunk bed out of the floor and the reason why Sandra's laughing right now is because that room had like this blue carpeting. And I say blue carpeting because that's all it had. Below uh-huh, the blue you, carpeting was a cement floor. <laughs> and that blue carpeting, it was, was it plush? Was it like a shag carpet? Did you guys have to rake it? No, no, it barely existed. That's dad's old band room where they used uh-huh. to smoke weed and jam out on guitar. No pad under that carpet. Oh, no. Because I, when I moved down to that room, I replaced that carpet with new carpeting. And when I rolled it up, I said, where's the rest of it? There never was. It was, yeah, they, they might as well have rolled a um, straw mat across the floor. That may have been more comfy. Roughed it up a little bit and said, ah, good enough. Yeah, it was, uh, it's some great stuff, I, I have to tell you. And it was hilarious because, like, I would just, like, lay there awake. I'm like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. And then all of a sudden, you'd see this flat. And then I'm like, did you fall down, buddy? <laughs> you should climb back up there. So anyway, eventually they got sick of that crap and made a switch. Um, anyway, <laughs> I was saying, so I knew Christina was born because I get woke up in the morning to go to get ready for school by dad. Oh. My first thought was mom had died. <laughs> because why else would dad get us up from school? That is a safe assumption, though. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, like, and he's like, oh, your mom, you know, she had the baby last night. And I'm like, is that what's been going on? <laughs> okay, whatever. And so that's how I found out that, like, Christina was born. But we didn't get that treatment, like, when you were born. Like, it was all dramatic. And, like, they were waiting for you to die. Mm-hmm. It was like, they're just watching you circle the drain. Uh-huh. They're like, I mean, at this point, the over under, I think was 12 hours and how long you were going to live. Cause we're going to bring this baby to this world. And they did, um, you know, to impose lots of suffering, uh, on her. I'm not just talking about me here, uh, on her because I mean, it's, it sucked and you're, you'll, you'll hear about it here in a second, but yeah. So like she was given 24 hours to live. Yeah. I, well, I barely made it through um to term first of all correct and they're like jesus christ now we're here well i guess i guess this mom talk i guess i'm gonna give birth to this baby and she so 
I don't know how much of this story I should tell um, because there will be a separate episode about it. But in this context, um, they went to their pastor about this because the doctor had told her um, fairly like midway. He's just like, you should probably like abort this pregnancy. This is a dumpster fire if I've ever seen it. This is not a viable pregnancy. This child, like, she she fucked up. (laughs) Six ways from Sunday. And um, mom's just like, no, this baby, uh, to this day, these are her words. And she's just like, no, this baby's fighting inside of me. I'm going to keep her. She's fighting. And um, they had met their deductible, I think, is what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, um. So yeah, she's just like, oh no, she she's still fighting. She wants to live. Blah blah blah. Which I don't. <laughs> but anyway, secrets um, told. <laughs> oh my um, god. Um, I will say ahead of time, I have never been to a therapist, so if things sneak out that make you go, oh, <laughs> I apologize. And I have been seeing a therapist since two thousand and nine. Okay. And this still comes out. So in the, you know what the difference between when she says it and I say the same sort of things is I'll tell you what it's not. We both smile when we say it. Cause it's hilarious. We think it's funny and you'll learn probably a little bit more why we have a fucked up sense of humor. <laughs> uh, because suffering is humor, man. That's where the, that's where the comedy's comedy's born. Right. As Grandma Van Dyke would put it, if you don't laugh about it, you'll just cry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's also the same way. Says, if it wasn't for bad luck, Van Dykes wouldn't have any luck at all. So. It was on point. <laughs> so you're not wrong. Then again, that's the same lady who, um, when Josh was born, my son, she was like, it's oh, a cute baby. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, just remember what they say, cute in the crib, homely at the table. What? <laughs> <laughs> So, God, I love that woman. I can't wait to see her tomorrow. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's anyway, she gets 24 hours to live, if that, right? And she made it 24 hours. So she cleaned out the bookies, right? Uh-huh. I mean, she beat, she took the over, she got it. So, this nurse at the hospital looks at mom and dad and says, if you want your child to live at all, have any chance, you need to get her out of here. We have no idea what we're doing. So anyway, um, life flight. I want her name. <laughs> I mean, that's an honest nurse right there, right? Because I mean, by the way, like the doctors the whole time, like mom was pregnant, they're like, fuck it. I don't know. Did you eat an orange? We hear oranges are held out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, so nobody had ever lived with this specific disease in our state, like, successfully, right? And, all right. Um, so, anyway, she goes and takes a life flight and goes to uh, U of M, that's University of Michigan, uh, to the Children's Mott Hospital. And um, they did everything they could to keep her going. It reminds me a lot of my second car I owned. I had this 91 Grand Prix SE, and I remember that car so well. You might be thinking, is it because it's a sports car? 
Was it your first bra because the car came with a bra? Is that why you remember it? No, no. Is it because it was that beautiful shade of black that even any fine mist of salt from the roads or sand or anything just shows through and makes it look terrible? No, no, that's not it. It's because that fucking bitch required R&R all the time. It was always broke, <laughs> always requiring stuff. You just kept throwing new parts at it, hoping it would just keep going down the road without a wheel falling off. And that's kind of how uh, Sandra's care was. It was all triage the entire time. I mean, it, seriously, it was like, like no BS. Like I was in the room and the doctors were like trying to calm mom down. She's like, you need to do this. You need to do that. And they're like, listen, we're just trying to get her through today. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Yes. We know her blood levels are insane. Um, we know if we don't uh, solve this because of the liver enzymes, she's going to be in liver failure, but she's going to die today long before liver failure. Okay. <laughs> like we're trying to keep her taking air in and back out and oxygenating her lungs so we can say that she's still alive, <laughs> medically speaking. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's, let's focus. So that's kind of what they did. What she needs is a transplant. Now you're like today, like, eh, of course, kidney transplant. Duh. You know, it's like going to McDonald's and getting a freaking Big Mac, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, that's kind of how it feels today. Like you can just go get a freaking kidney transplant. Well, then it wasn't quite so easy. They were still kind of new and specifically pediatric kidney transplants were like not a thing. So like, spoiler alert, she did get a transplant, but I have to tell you that again, so she got her first transplant. So it must've been 90, I think 1990. She got a transplant from a cadaver. Uh, that means motherfucker died in a car accident and had a little heart on his driver's license. So they didn't have hearts on the driver's license back then. You had to actually have, especially them because they were an eight year old child. Correct. <laughs> and no, actually I think the first one was an adult. Oh, are you okay? I think so. Because I remember trying, cause the only reason I say that is cause they were explaining it to me and I was trying to figure out how, an adult sized body part was going to get in this little fun size kid. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you, how do you do that? And they're like, Oh, it's a very delicate procedure and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no. I mean like physically, how do you do uh-huh, that? Like, uh-huh. like, like I, I'm, you know, seven, I was like two years ago, I was playing with like the, the, the big, you know, cube. You got to put the triangle block <laughs> through the triangle hole and the cylinder one through the cylinder hole. I said, how do you put that kidney in there? This is an advanced game of that. I don't how does this work? You get a Lincoln log that's big enough. And if you <laughs> hammer it enough times, that's she'll the only go. thing I can think of. I'm like, is this kidney going to be like sticking out through her ribs and stuff? I mean, is it, I mean, what's going on here? Is it going to be like a 300 pound woman in a small pair of leggings? I mean, what is going on? So sorry for the visual. And, but you know who I was talking about. You've been to Walmart. So I just, that was the part that was confusing me. Like, Everybody told me you were going to die. So it's not like like that was going to be the shock, you know, <laughs> but that was weird. And um, how are you so late in life diagnosed with ADD getting <laughs> hung up on details <laughs> that just aren't important at the time? Well, funny you mentioned that. I did get tested for ADD when I was in school. Oh, so like I had to fill out this little form and I'm like, yeah, 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 you know, crayons okay it's not true i was like 13 and then like the teachers filled it out and then they had the the school counselor person she filled it out and then they like sent home one for mom to fill out about my home life and she 
threw it away, <laughs> went into the school and said, you will not label my child. He's not, uh, forgive me for using this word, but it's not mine. He's not the retarded one. Okay. It is my other son that needs to be in the special needs classes. That one is smart. Sorry, David, if you heard that, but I mean, ouch, you know? Um, and I'm like, I'm normal. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, so anyway, that's how, that's how, and then they were like, you two realize that the higher the IQ, the more likely it is for ADD. And she's like, don't be using your science in here. <laughs> so anyway, that's how I went so long. That's, that's for my daughter, the important one. <laughs> exactly. They're using up all the science on her, all that science <laughs> magic with all the witches standing around the cauldron. They're doing that all for her. They're going to keep her going. They're going to keep her going. And I don't know that that conversation happened. Like the last part I just did with the witch's cauldron, but I'd like to think it did. <laughs> Speaking of ADD, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, I couldn't figure out how they got the kidney in you. Ah, yeah, yeah, there we are. So that happened. And by the way, um, this is incredibly critical here, but Sandra was born in March and all this drama's going on, the life flight to uh, the University of Michigan. My birthday's at the beginning of April, and nobody cared. And um, that hurt. That hurt a lot. And I just wanted to share that with everybody. Did oh. you also care that David's birthday was coming up? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Two days before yours? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. <laughs> Well, like, we always had our birthday parties together. I know. Because mom's like, I'm making one cake. Except for one year. I got a space shuttle. I don't know. David probably got a brick or something. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, they, they did the transplant. Uh, it was a smashing success. And life's been great since. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Hold on. Details. She went into massive rejection within 24 hours. So apparently... Um, the dead people organ transplant thing didn't work out. So that didn't work. And that sucked. So it did not obviously save her. Um, and then of course there, there's the other problem, right? You're not going to find a lot of, you know, organs that'll work in a small child. Cause she's still, you weren't even a year old when they did that. Mm -mm. So, and also I was born premature so yeah. I was just smaller than everybody else all the time. Yeah, she's always been fun size, and she still is now. Though that's because of the anti-rejection medication. That's the story we tell her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not the one sitting on a pile of blankets like Princess P to reach <laughs> your mic. That is true. That is true. I am, I am sitting on my, my ankle, though. Oh. So I stand up straighter. Um, yeah. So anyway, that kidney transplant didn't work out and you have to wait around for another one. But the problem is, is like the list is long and the donors are short. And back then the list was just as long and the donor list was even shorter. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a lot we could do. Just continue on with blood transfusions and uh, lots of prayer and all that kind of good stuff. Um, didn't work great. 
part of what happened during that time, uh, right after Sandra was born, and right before David's birthday, the seventh, <laughs> on April third, Kent uh, passed away in a motorcycle accident, and that is our father's youngest brother. He was uh, thirteen at the time, and so. In this time period, you have Sandra desperately fighting for her life, Kent being killed. You know, this is that's a that's a rough three weeks, man. And then no one caring about my birthday. And okay, so maybe I'm joking about the last part. I was well, actually, to be honest with you, I didn't care. I, I just like talking trash, but <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was a different time, man. It was it was very rough because I one thing I can tell you about Kent's funeral that stands out to me because uh, you know obviously you know Sandra wasn't there, but the re- rest of us were, and Grandpa and Grandma, Grandma stood at the casket like the entire time with with you know just you know, just crying, just tears streaming down her face. But yet every person that walked up, she would suddenly pull it together, shake their hand, both hands and shake hand and one hand and then one hand Mm -hmm. over the top, thank them for coming and how important that would be to Kent. And grandpa is standing at the head of that receiving line, thanking people for coming in, standing there like a stoic Marine the entire time. Yep. That sure sounds like them. And I remember just standing there like, where, where do you get that from? When you're like, I will break the fuck down on my own time. Mm-hmm. This is about Kent right now. I mean, wow. You know, when people are like, his youngins are soft. You know, you always think whatever, bullshit. But dude, I, like, I don't think they make people like that anymore. <laughs> I don't think they do. Because... The, the amount of inner fortitude it takes to do that, good Lord. But they, they did it. Dad wasn't great. Um, he was outside a lot with Dale and Troy. They were smoking cigarettes a lot and calming down. But anyhow, those things happen. But while Sandra is in Ann Arbor, our mom's gone because she's with Sandra. In Ann Arbor. And now I know that there's this thing, right? There's supposedly this thing that everybody from Michigan, when they show you where they live, they hold out their (laughs) hand and they show you on the mitten. Anyway, hold out your fucking hand. And um, if you look down towards the lower right, um, down past where your your thumb and your pointer finger come together and you, you go down just about to your wrist, that's about where Ann Arbor is, okay? And if you go over by your pinky there, just below where it connects to your hand, that's where we're from, okay? And that's a long way away. I know it's not on your hand a long way away, but on the old mitten that is the good Lord state of Michigan, it's a long trek. Two hours and 37 minutes. So that's where she stayed a lot. And, you know, rightfully so. Um, You know, there's a kid there that she loves. There's just three of us on the other side of the state who apparently (laughs) didn't win that vote, you know? So... Obviously, I'm spending a lot of time with Christina and David and, and Dad. He's 
being dad, and you know, he gets home from work, and he's like, what? It's like, we're hungry. Eat some cereal. So, not great. But, you know, he did teach me some important life skills. It was at this point I learned how to mix, properly mix a whiskey and Coke. <laughs> Boy, was mom pissed. But, you know, that's, that's kind of how it goes. I forgot to tell you about this. So while you were getting that first kidney transplant, your dad took me and David to see a movie. Did he stay and watch it with you? Yeah, it was dark. He couldn't find his way out. But at that point, his glaucoma wasn't as bad. Spoiler alert. So, (laughs) but yeah, he stayed. We watched Batman. He chose the movie. Uh So, yeah. Okay. It's not like we were like, I guess we got free tickets to go see The Notebook. You know, that's (laughs) not. No, no. He stayed the whole time. So it was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, other than your, I don't want this kidney. It's not good enough for me. Other it than wasn't that, yep. trash. <laughs> I don't need a used kidney. So, <laughs> so that, that happened. But you know, one cool thing about it is we spent a lot of summer. We spent our summers and a lot of weekends in Ann Arbor. Our father is an auto mechanic. Our mother is now officially an unemployed waitress whose only profession seems to be annoying the shit out of the nursing and doctor staff. Of course, we went. We couldn't afford a hotel, especially not to live in, so we stayed at the Ronald McDonald House. And, hey, free plug to the Ronald McDonald House. Great place. Great place. I mean, very, very affordable. They, they do it. I think it's based on your income. It's, it's Sometimes. Well, for us, they had to. Otherwise, they'd be like, we're like, here's a week's worth of money. And they're like, you can stay three hours. They were very kind. I mean, it was something ludicrous because we were late paying it once. It seems like it was something stupid for a week. It was like 30 bucks or something. And I mean, even in 1990 money, that's not a lot. Yeah. So that was great. Uh, we got to stay there. And the, holy shit, they had downstairs in the smoking room because, of course, you could smoke inside <laughs> At the place you go when you're resting from the hospital because there's sick people. And like, if your kid's getting a little better, they'd let you take them home that night or him or her home that night. So, of course, the Ronald McDonald house allowed smoking inside. <laughs> Hello, 1990. Looking at you, bud. Anyway, in the smoking room was where the big screen TV was. Oh, yeah. I am going to tell you, you have not fucking seen Fred Flintstone until you've seen him on a 65 inch big screen TV. <laughs> and I say that because you got to be looking directly at that motherfucker. You sure Cause do. <laughs> if you sat in a chair that was like on the side, you aren't seeing shit. Uh-uh. So, but that thing was so amazing. I think they thought your brother was special. I think they thought like he was the special patient no, no. because like the guys that come in to smoke and want to watch the game and they didn't want to tell the special kid and they couldn't watch cartoons. Uh, okay. So I was always like, yeah, David, come on. We got to go down here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, these poor guys, like they couldn't watch the game. They had to sit there and smoke their cigarettes while children watch cartoons <laughs> inside. I mean, it seems weird to say people smoked inside now. You know, It really mean? does. Especially like a place where people are living. Uh-huh. Like. It's one thing like bars and restaurants, like a bar, okay, I can see smoking. Restaurants, you're like, that's a strange thing to combine with your food. That was 
just how it was. Like nobody, like the idea of not smoking around children was like, they're not fucking mine. What do I give a fuck? It's a you problem, A. And B, and if they're your kids, you're like, they're fucking mine. I'll smoke around them if I want. (laughs) Got to build up their immunity. Got that (laughs) right. If you did not have a birthday party at the bowling alley when you were nine and didn't come home smelling like an ashtray, like... Did what were you, you doing? Even, what were you even doing? Yeah. <laughs> did you even live? Oh my God. Did my, you even go bowling? Where'd your dad take you? Oh, my personal favorite was when the bowling alley was like, all right, we're going to make a non-smoking section. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sorry. What? These three tables right <laughs> yeah. here is what you could smoke at, but I'm a table away. <laughs> That's the non-smoking section. You'll be fine. No, no. There's an invisible line. There's an invisible line. Mm-hmm. And like restaurants did the same thing. They like split it between smoking and uh-huh. not. So like when you would go in and see the host or the hostess, they'd be like, smoking or not? And be like, well, I am smoking. Yeah. Uh, give me the smoking section, please. And then you, meanwhile, you got people sitting in the non-smoking section looking at you all dirty. And you're like, bitch, I am sitting in the smoking section. Like... I have an ashtray on my table. I know I could reach over and set the ashtray on your table, but I'm following the rules. That's right. I do remember that dad was only allowed to smoke in the living room. I remember that being a thing. Yes. Yes. Um, because it was better. Than- <laughs> well, it was working for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he also smoked in the family room all the time because like, that's where this Nintendo was. And then uh-huh. eventually the super Nintendo and his electric guitar and his electric guitar. So like him and his two brothers, Dale and Troy would come over and play street fighter Two, smoke cigarettes oh my gosh. and more cigarettes and drink lots of beers while cussing at each other. Now I want you to know the Take family room shares a wall with said bedroom. I said, my brother would fall out of the top <laughs> bunk and smash his head. We're up as well all night inhaling smoke from cigarettes while hearing fuck you and that kungly bitch god damn it why the fuck she, she has fucking bullshit god damn blah, blah, blah. oh you're gonna use blanca and do the fucking electric thing all the time anyway so that's so my mom was in ann arbor so and then it was a uh, was about the time you got your second transplant i noticed when Sandra got her second transplant, it was not done in Ann Arbor because, um, well, frankly, they didn't do a good fucking job the first time. We weren't going to be like, hey, how about a twofer? I got a coupon. <laughs> exactly. No, at Minneapolis, St. Paul, they were they were trying real hard to build up their program at the time. And um, we couldn't find a kidney. They allowed mom to donate. So again, I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, it didn't work the first time. They couldn't cram the kidney in there all the way. So clearly it was like still half sticking out or something. That's why it didn't work. Why are we going to do this again? (laughs) And I was very confused, but like we couldn't just drive to Minneapolis because we didn't have a car that would make it. So that 86 Chevy Nova just wasn't going to make it. (laughs) Um. Well, if dad was going to stop going. 60 down that dirt road by the Muskegon River and jumping it over that culvert. Yo, that was great. Well, that was just to get to the campsite. But yeah, that was uh, that was pretty awesome. It was a great car. Had a tape deck and everything. Hell yeah. Um, oh yeah, so Grandma and Grandpa uh, Van Dyke drove us out there. And so that was cool. That uh, was a very long trip. I remember that. Um, so we are in this van. And when I say van, I'm this. It's not a minivan. 
Okay. Like grandma and grandpa recently updated to getting minivans, but they did not like, this was an old, I think it was a Ford cargo conversion van thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's what you take the choir to church with. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's huge. Like you could have the heat going on full blast for six hours and it's like 55 degrees outside. And in the back you're like, there's still icicles. (laughs) Like there's no carpeting. It's just like a rubber mat. Like if you wanted to commit a murder and transport some bodies, this is the van because you just hose it out when it's done. But anyway, that's what we took to Minneapolis. God, that was a long drive. I remember because it was like really, really late. And we we got out, we turned off of one expressway onto another. And I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been dead. So they heard it goes just one more road. And I'm like, woohoo. And then grandma's like, it's a very long road. You know, because I think, I don't know, we got a 94 or whatever. That sucked. But we get there. And so mom's donating. So, but they were really cool at the, at that hospital. They gave us uh, tickets to go see the Minnesota twins play. So we got to go see the Minnesota twins play. And I was a baseball fan at the time because it was the only sport that I had a chance of playing. I know you're thinking you sound very athletic and you're not wrong, but that was the only sport I had a chance and I still suck. I got to see Kirby Puckett strike out three times. So that was awesome. Uh, that was a player back then. Go ahead. Ask me any other player from that time period. I can name them all. Every single team. Name a team. Here's no the idea. thing. If I, I was going to say, <laughs> you could say any name and I will believe you. Me too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sandra's mom is calling me. Oh. Anyhow. Yeah, I... No idea, but I'll tell you, like, I was amazed because I didn't know this was a thing. Their stadium was a dome. Oh, it like had a little, like I had an inflatable roof. It was like one of those weeble wobbles. You keep punching and it keeps popping back (laughs) up. It was like made out of that, but it just kept going up in the air. And I was like, that's amazing. And like when we were leaving, I had my jacket unzipped and I thought I was going to fly away because they start depressurizing. (laughs) And I only weighed like 17 pounds. That was a little bird boy. Now he's a bird man. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. As you can tell, I'm very burly. You just heard part one of Disease Causes Disease. Hope you've enjoyed the episode and keep an eye on your stream because coming soon is part two. We'll talk to you then. If you like the podcast you just heard, please like and subscribe. If you'd like to support the show, check us out at patreon.com slash pessimism and pop There are special benefits for members, such as ad-free listening, early access, and free and discounted merch for members. There's a plan for any budget, from tent campers to those of you MFers throwing around RV money. You can also get the latest updates on our website, pessimismandpoptarts.com. Whether you're a patron or just like the show, please tell your friends. And if you hate the show, you know what? Tell your enemies. Because frankly, they sound awesome. Anyway, until next time. And more amusing.